But in that failure, I learned a buttload of lessons, which I've made no secret of of sharing. Like, did it. Tia. <laughs> there it is. Mama. <laughs> did it. It's not a titty nope anymore. <laughs> Activate your energy. Welcome to the Activated Authors Podcast, a show where we distill the core principles of what it takes to become a happy, healthy, and productive author, no matter what stage of the journey you're at. I'm your host, Daniel Wilcox. I'm an international best-selling author, as well as an author coach, speaker, and creative entrepreneur. But most importantly, I'm a lifelong student of all things productivity, psychology, and human behavior. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. Without further ado, let's dive in. What is up, Activators? And welcome back to another episode of the Activated Authors Podcast with myself, Daniel Wilcox, and here with me every single week is... It's me, Sam Frost. Hello. Hello. I'm just, it's nice to have a shorter intro like that because when I started doing podcasting years ago, the intro we had for the story studio was very long and wordy. And so it's nice. It's been like, hey guys, this is me. This is her. Let's go. (laughs) This is me. This is her. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. How's it going, Sam? How's your last three days been since we've recorded? (laughs) Yeah. Good. All right. I think. Yeah. I'm not good at remembering history. You've got a titty nope of memories from the last three days. I do, yeah. A, a tiny titty nope. Well, I I'm can't imagine a large titty nope. Well, but can you imagine an even teenier titty nope? An itty bitty titty nope. An itty bitty titty nope. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's been okay. I um, I've got stuff done, and I ha- I've had a couple of really, really rough health days mental health's been like all right but like physically has been pretty rough but yeah i've been all right how are you i am doing okay i'm i think in a similar mental space to you like it's been three days since we've recorded so it's just basically been a work week um but i've been getting lots of stuff done and it's nice because i have a plan for the next few months of things i'm working on i feel somewhat on top of things Mm -hmm. um and I'm just, yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, the the personal stuff is still there, heavier than ever. Um, mm. I'm growing heavier with each day. But for most of the writing stuff, I'm, I'm keeping somewhat on top of things. Um, and there does seem to be like a spell of stuff going around at the minute. Because quite a few close friends, and obviously I'm not going to name who they are, are having their own quite significant life problems. Yeah. And so in a weird way, it's nice that there's room on the door to float in the ocean of misery. Yeah. <laughs> activate yeah. Yeah. yeah but no like it, it, in a weird way it's nice to kind of have that support of people um and to help other, like I, I find often if I'm in like quite a, a difficult place I find energy from helping people mm-hmm. I don't know this about you and that's certainly not why I accidentally get ideas at times yeah <laughs> that works but yeah otherwise um good good really it's been a it's been a all right all right three days yeah um in terms of uh bits and pieces i can actually talk about Mm. dream which is my Mm. new horror novella has now officially gone live for pre-order uh and will be launching on october 31st and it's mad i talk about this a fair chunk about how if you don't have deadlines if you don't kind of like think about stuff how quickly time goes Mm -hmm. and it has been over two years since my last release that is the last solo release in that in that mm-hmm. sense. And so it's nice to be like, yeah, that book's coming out. Um, the podcast, the accompanying podcast that is like the audio drama in which you are featured as a character, Samantha Frost. Yes, I am in it. Does a fantastic job as the Cheshire Cat in its own Lovecraftian way. Um you. you're welcome. I've been listening and working with the audio producers for that to make sure that everything's as it should be, and that is nearly wrapped up. So that'll be a big one off the tick list. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's quite exciting. And then uh, we've been make- making our way through some flash fiction stories. Yes, kind of round down to getting to the finalists on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then yeah, also the website stuff is uh, not taking off, but it's moving forward. And I've got quite a few interesting sites I'm working on at the minute, ironing out some mm. of the kinks in the process so that I can do the bestest that I can with the best that I've got. And yeah, something I'm quite enjoying. Nice. Yeah. I will say as well, like the cover of Dream, even though I'm not a tentacle fan, uh, yeah. is beautiful. It really mm. is gorgeous. 
Absolutely. Yeah, I'm really, really happy with it. It was from a, a lovely lady called a Parameter. You can find her at creativeparameter.com. Uh, and I'll put a link for that in the show notes. I'll just make a little note here because I know what I'm bloody like. Uh, <laughs> that one. Uh, but yeah, she's done quite a few ca- um, covers for me. She she has a great selection of pre-maids. Mm-hmm. Tends to centre more around sort of fantasy and darker stuff. But she does do a wide range of, of covers and loads of pre-maids on her site. But also just, it's the first time I've used her for a custom cover mm-hmm. and knocked it out of the park. So oh, my, Yeah, it's beautiful. Thank you, Parameter. And she's very, yeah, she's just like reasonably priced. Very, very quick can't really say enough good things about her so check her out if you want to you want to cover just don't take all the slots so i can't get one yeah leave them at least a titty note yeah leave them a titty note dave um <laughs> what's something you've enjoyed this week um well i've really enjoyed uh reading through the flash fiction stories it's been quite interesting being on the other side of the table mm. um i mean i've been on the other side of the table in regards to like auditions before and I found that experience absolutely invaluable. Um, and I'm kind of having the same thing here. I'm like, I'm really enjoying just different people's minds and where they go on mm. things. Like, you know, you have the prompts and often it, it will, without saying it, it suggests like a like a genre or something like that. And a lot of the, um, you know, the submissions are around what, what you would expect mm-hmm. um for kind of the prompt and then just every now and again you get someone's fucked up brain going yeah. how about this uh-huh and i'm loving it and like there's a particular line um and i read it to you that mm-hmm. is in my opinion and I, obviously i won't say it now because we're still going through submissions and all the rest of it but i genuinely think this line is one of like like it could be held up as like a perfect example of how to use the efficiency of language to get across who a character is in like the most beautifully succinct yet perfectly um expressed yeah way like i i was reading it i read it i went oh and then mm-hmm. i wrote it down and it's on a post-it on my computer because I was just like, that's that's a masterclass in in how to like get across who a character is to their marrow in like one line, which yeah. obviously is really important when you're writing flash fiction. Oh, I can't talk flash fiction. Um, <laughs> I apologize. All I'm of on... those videos, <laughs> yeah, without a problem. Yeah. Oh, flash, flash. Well, I mean, I did all of those videos and I edited them all. This is true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I apologise. I'm on uh, quite heavy painkillers today because it's bad. They're like a kilogram or... Yeah. Yeah. You try swallowing them. Fuck okay, yeah, no. Bounce off of the uh, the flash fiction stuff. Um, yeah, the, the, like one of the things that I'm enjoying in the read-throughs is uh, one of the tasks that you set was write a, a, a story that was exactly a thousand words mm-hmm. and then a later challenge was now edit that to 500 words exactly then it was 250 150 and uh i i really do suggest anyone who's looking into improving their writing seeing what other people do either become a slush reader for an anthology of some kind volunteer yourself getting behind mm-hmm. in that process or just put yourself out there to help critique other people's work because you learn so much yeah in seeing other people and what they struggle with and what they do well and as you say like this one of the things i've loved about doing anthologies the last um few years is that you it, it reminds you of the different stages of people's writership it reminds you of different styles it reminds you of different people's ideas mm-hmm. and like you say you'll you'll put a theme forward and you know we've had this on the other stories for years like we'll put a theme forward and it'll be 70 percent of the very go-to theme put in people's own unique way so it's never yeah, the same yeah. story but the same sort of central idea and then every now and then you'll just get those ones that just appear out of nowhere and you're just like oh this is an interpretation of the theme that is mm-hmm. special um but yeah no I, I i definitely concur with with reading for and enjoying those but my thing that i've enjoyed this week and it's something that i've actually enjoyed for the last couple of months and i can't remember if we mentioned this on the podcast but um taskmaster i've been watching oh. taskmaster that was so squeaky that it didn't pick up on your audio. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's Little Alex Horn. Little Alex Horn. <laughs> but it's just like, I, I kind of feel a bit like I've known about Taskmaster for years. I've just never really watched it because, mm-hmm. you know, there's a thousand million other shows to think to watch. 
and I finally got around to putting it on on Netflix and it's just it's just quality it's just really really good and just the format is fun and everyone Mm -hmm. on there is awesome uh it's a couple of interesting series during the pandemic in which it definitely struggled but like for the most part it's just it's just a really fun show and so I've kind of had that as a lot of background listening and watching while I've been doing other things Mm -hmm. and it's just a good old light-hearted chuckle for people that want to chill out in an evening yeah it it is one of those shows that like it's always laugh out loud but there's at least one moment in basically every episode that I've seen where I have to kegel and clench so hard as not to <laughs> urinate in my own pants. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is like, like your sides hurt laughing. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's genius. So for people that want to watch that, uh, I don't know what it is in other countries, but in the UK, it's on Netflix, or you can go on to channel4.com, uh, or actually they've got a load of their series for free on YouTube. So yeah. And one thing I love about it is they've really um, grasped different audiences might enjoy the show. So mm-hmm. I love the fact they've got Taskmaster, but then they've got Taskmaster censored so that yes, families can, can watch, watch it, it with family. kids. Yep. Yeah, which I think is awesome because there's nothing offensive in the show other than the, the language. language. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there's just a lot of that that I really, really enjoy. Um, Oh, okay, into our exciting new segment introduced last week. And for those that haven't listened to last week's podcast, you may be confused why we're titty-noping up in this bitch. Left, right and centre. Left, right and centre. So, Sam, would you like to explain what our next segment is and kind of do a little overview of... I nearly said overy then. I'll do a little overy of uh, why why we keep saying uh, nitty-tope. First of all, I would like to say there's no such thing as a little ovary. Uh, shout out to the uh, overwhelmed masses. But <laughs> <laughs> so this segment is called Word of the Week. Word of the Week. Um, and essentially, each week, uh, me and Dan are taking it in turns to find a um, unusual, forgotten, or just downright weird word. Just weird, man. Yeah. Um, and we announced what the word is. So last week it, it was the uh, inaugural uh, challenge. and I wonder I, who kicked this one off. <laughs> I did, with Titty Nope. And uh, Titty Nope is referring to a very uh, small amount of something left, specifically food or drink. And the challenge is not only, there you go, you've learned a new word, but the challenge is to get it into a sentence organically uh, during the week in your everyday life. Mm. And extra points, not that we're keeping score of points, but extra points if uh, you manage to say it and no one pulls you upon it or asks you to define it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so that's that's what it is. And we also uh, welcome and in fact encourage listeners, mm. viewers, if they so wish to uh, join in the challenge to let us know how you fare either in the i always go to say show notes in the comments um, yes, of the podcast if you watch it on youtube on youtube or just like head on over to instagram and uh tell us about it there or mm. why don't you hop on over to our free discord and we can have a discourse about it oh, oh smooth thanks mate slippery enough shoes um, so <laughs> how was your nitty, nitty, I'm literally saying nitty, titty nope. titty nope challenge this week. Were you successful in the last, cause this obviously wasn't I a was. full week. Yeah, I was successful. Tell and us. I like, I will say that last week I did mention that wh- whoever says the word, it's the other person's challenge to get it in. But then Dan sent me a text message, uh, two days ago that basically implied that I also had to do it. So apparently that's yeah. what I'm doing now. So oh, yeah. I did do it, uh, Basically, me, my son and my sister were watching King Arthur, Legend of the Sword last night. And I don't remember exactly what the scene was, but it was to do with magic and like his Mm. brother is the bad guy and all the rest of it. So if anyone's ever, well, of course you've not, if anyone's never sat through a film with my son, you'll understand why I find it difficult to remember exactly what point the film was in because he doesn't stop fucking talking the whole way through. Um, And Miles said like, oh, there's not much left. is there? And I went, not even a titty nope. And neither him nor my sister asked me what the hell I was talking about. I mean, technically, it's not regarding food or drink, but, I, you know, language is slightly. So I'm It kind of hurts in a weird way, because when you bring up a word like that and no one says anything, you feel ignored. Yeah, and you also They're think... They're not listening. How often do I talk and you nod and smile? Because I just said the word titty nope. Mm. Mm. But yeah, did it. Nice. I did it twice. 
So I so nicely did it twice. I was in conversation. I can't remember the exact conversation, but I was in conversation with uh, my mum and my sister and uh, my sister's partner. And uh, again, I can't I can't remember the exact context of it, but we were talking and then I brought up to you know, and again, they were there was nothing, nothing at all. And then last night in a uh, catch up conversation with my guys over at Hawk and Cleaver, I once again dropped it into the conversation and there was nothing. So city nope, guys. It's not as special as we thought it was. <laughs> Either that, or it's one of those things where people are like, that's a word I don't know. Don't bring attention to myself for not knowing it. Yeah, that that wasn't what I thought it was. Carry on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there you go, Titty Nope. So by all means, send us over some comments and, and whatnot. Yes, as we please. say, it's not been that long since we've recorded, so we haven't really received any thus yet. But for next week, I have chosen the word that we both must stick into a conversation somewhere. <laughs> And the word is bumfuzzle. Bumfuzzle? Bumfuzzle. And bumfuzzle <gasps> means to be confused or perplexed. Like yep. your grandparents are bloody bumfuzzled. <laughs> I'm already sensing a theme and I'm loving it. <laughs> yeah. Wait until we can find... Oh, there was, no, to be fair, like I did find a website that had some fun ones and there's words like fartlek, hmm. uh, bum, bumbershoot, titter. Leave a titty nope of words left for future episodes. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying we're going to do these ones, but I'm saying there are some fun ones out there. Yeah. Oh, that's got to be the next one. Anyhow, focus. So, bumfuzzle. I'm bumfuzzling myself right now. Bumfuzzle. If you can sneak in the word bumfuzzle into your week, let us know about your use of the word bumfuzzle on Instagram, (laughs) on YouTube, or on our Discord community. Don't be bumfuzzled. Find a way to say bumfuzzle. Bumfuzzle. (laughs) That was glorious. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, it's me still. Um, yeah. Over into oh, I'm bumfuzzling myself. Over into the wins from the community <laughs> this week. 30. I have two wins from the community. They're very, very different ones, but I, I feel like they both couldn't really go being ignored. Uh, the first one is from our boy Edwin, Edwin Downward, who says, uh, sitting here in my hotel room, getting ready to make a six hour drive home after spending two days at a writing convention, which in itself is a huge deal for Edwin. Awesome job, man. Congratulations. Yeah. Um, I'm tired with my head full of ideas. I need time to process and yet eager to meet the challenges this weekend has set before me. And also mentions there that he went to visit his mum, who was 104 in two months time. So incredible. Happy birthday to your mother for then. Um and yeah, like I know writing conferences, we talk about how beneficial they are, but they are exhausting. And especially yeah, when they're yeah. out of town and you've got to drive a long way, like there's a lot that goes into visiting and, and going to these things. Um, so just to say, I really do hope it was worth it. I hope you've got lots of cool mm-hmm. ideas and congratulations on everything you did. Yeah. And the second is from uh, my very favourite, Madame Gallant, Aww. Renee, who put their first book up for free and about died when it peaked at number two in Scottish historical fiction, number nine in historical mystery, and 28 in saga fiction, beating out Ken Follett in two of these categories. Ah! Mmm! Smashed. Yeah, I just simulated masturbation for people that uh, weren't watching. That might have been bum-fuzzled by the noises. Yeah. (laughs) amazing. Yeah, so congratulations. Uh-huh. <laughs> and as always, this isn't to diminish any of the other wins that we get in the Discord each and every week. Every week, Emmy puts up a post to try and get everyone's wins mm-hmm. and celebrations so that we can all champion each other together. And uh, yeah, everyone has been doing fantastic stuff. People have been knitting and writing and recovering and holidaying and all the things. So well done, everyone. And now over yeah. into the question. Yeah, or the statement. Um, and this is... <laughs> Dan's looking very bumfuzzled right now. Uh, <laughs> this is um, kind of like a joint one this week. So normally we kind of take it into take it into turns. Uh, that's a, something that just fell out of my mouth. <laughs> but this week, um, as this will go up on the second of October, I do believe, mm. uh, which is very commonly known um, in the writing community as Preptober, um, which is obviously the month before NaNoWriMo or NaNoWriMo. How do you say it? Am I saying it? I say NaNoWriMo. NaNoWriMo. Yeah, okay. So NaNoWriMo, because that's how I Everyone loves reading rather than writing. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And so this episode is about conquering NaNo Mm -hmm. and how one does that. 
Um, so I mean, I I have I have conquered it successfully twice. Yes, uh, I've I've attempted it twice. <laughs> uh, those those attempts were my conquerings, by the way. They're just I was just dusting a bit of shoulder off my mm. uh, dust. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm so ill. I cannot. So... Would you like me to grab the reins? Yeah, could you? Okay. So, yes, Preptober <laughs> leads its way into November, which is commonly known in the writing community as NaNoWriMo or NaNoWriMo. I don't know. <laughs> National Novel Writing Month. Yes. And during November, the challenge as set by NaNoWriMo.org and has been adopted by millions of writers worldwide every year since I think mm-hmm. it's like 2000 and. 11 uh, probably earlier than that to be fair um but the challenge is to write fifty thousand words in the 30 days of november of a preferably first draft of the book yes and the reason that it's such a well-adopted challenge is because it's difficult mm-hmm. but it's achievable yes, so every year it tends to be that um from the statistics i've read it's anywhere between 11 percent and 15 percent of people who enter the challenge tend to beat nano tend to write their fifty thousand words and then some um, and come away at the end of November with 50,000 words of a manuscript. There is sometimes some confusion about whether you have to finish a book in that time. That's not the challenge. The challenge is to write yeah. 50,000 words in 30 days. And so this is something that for new listeners to this podcast or people that are a bit unfamiliar with this journey is almost a bedrock on what Activated Authors kind of sprang from. Because yeah. um, a lot of the mindset work I do with authors, a lot of the coaching and everything else comes from writing first drafts and helping you to complete that first book, getting your, mm-hmm. your first story done. And back in uh, 2020, we ran a boot camp that was, uh, well, write 50,000 words in 30 days. And we mm-hmm. helped a group of, I think it was 19 people in the end. Um, right. Yeah, get involved in uh, the Nano Challenge. You were one of those people. It's what yeah, brought it you into the circle. It's kind of, it really is the inception of where all of this started from. Mm-hmm. Um, and rather than the 15% of people who wrote the 50,000 words, we had 80% of people complete the challenge, which is redonkulous. Mm-hmm. And then we did the challenge again in 2021. And yeah. rather than the 15%, we had 80% of people conquer the challenge and then we did it again in 2022 and guess what happened mm-hmm. 80% of people beat the challenge so it's it's one of those just to kind of like set the the top of, of this conversation it is a challenge it's difficult yes. um my first nano would have been 2015 or 2016 and I failed um quote fail yes just holding up an apple brand and me as well um yeah. <laughs> it's on my desk and I'm hungry um mm. But yeah, it, if, if you go by the, you know, the literal definition of did you write 50,000 words? No, I didn't. I ended up writing, I think, about 33,000. And that was me pushing my hardest. Uh, yeah. I was very much not in like a sad way, but I was alone with my writing. I hadn't really made many writer friends. I was just following the challenge. It yeah. was very busy with work and all this other stuff. Um, but in that failure, I learned a buttload of lessons, which I've made no secret of of sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, but the whole point of this conversation is how do you conquer nano? What are the, the key steps that you can start putting into place now so that when it comes to November 1st, you're ready to write and you're ready to get your 50,000 words so that you can move forward with your with your story, with your writing, with publishing that book and bringing it to life. Because especially if you're writing in a shorter medium, like if your book is less than 50,000 words or 50,000 words, then wouldn't it be amazing to get to the end of November and be like, did it, Tia. <laughs> there it is. Mama. <laughs> it's not titty nope anymore <laughs> <laughs> but yeah just to let you know 1999 I, what I was, was it Google. yeah the first thing to kind of say on this is that it's a big challenge and mm. it needs some prep work yeah and for me prep work comes in a number of different ways mm-hmm. it comes from prepping yourself for your novel prepping yourself for your story prepping yourself for the work that you need to do during that month. Yeah. But it also includes preparing your life. Yes. And that sounds really big and it sounds really dramatic, but it's absolutely true. You cannot do a challenge like this by just winging it and just squeezing in moments between stuff to go like, ah, if I've got 10 minutes left at the end of the day, I'm going to write a couple of couple of words. So understanding the nano challenge is, in a way, it's a numbers game. Mm-hmm. Well, it's entirely a numbers game. Yeah. Um, and so the first thing I'd kind of try to get into people's heads is that 50,000 is a big number. 
Yeah. Especially for a lot of people, a lot of people who write 100, 200 words a day, um, maybe less sort of consistent or seasoned writers who it's not yet your full time. Mm-hmm. Um, and 50,000 words, if you divide that into how many words you'd need each day is 1,667. I didn't even need to look, have to look that up. I've learned it enough by this point to know what that number is. Amazing. But but you, you say that, and I know you're about to go on to this anyway, so I'm doing I'm doing the, the presenter thing. Oh, nice. Um, Smooth. But that's if you can write every day. Oh, right? absolutely. Yes. So that's if like you can get to the page every single day mm-hmm. for a month, mm-hmm. which is assuming that life stops. Yes. Which we know it loves to do. Yeah. So what would you um, recommend for people that know that their life isn't going to stop, especially for people that maybe be single parents or carers or have insane jobs that, you know, like, at any time they can be called up or whatever and it is like not only is it a big challenge but it's a big ass to try and write every single day well it's all about looking ahead it's all about the prep as i say so in what you need to do is essentially go to your calendar first things first and see what your november looks like mm-hmm. for me i i can't write every day during november especially you know back in my old life I have a series of birthdays in November, baby's birthdays in November, his mum's birthdays in November, my mum's birthdays in November, my best friend's birthdays in November. So that immediately, well, two of my best friend's birthdays in November, so that immediately rules out quite a significant amount of time. So say a minimum that counts four or five days out of my schedule, Mm -hmm. that's at least 9,000 words I've got to find elsewhere throughout Mm -hmm. that month. And so the first point of call is going to your calendar, really having a critical look on what time you have available and do it now because we all know how calendars fill up and before you know it, your next week is booked. Go into your calendar, yeah. look at what space you have in the mornings and the afternoons and the evenings, you know, times of the day. <laughs> and uh, start... The beginning, middle and end of the day, you could oh. say. And, and start booking in appointments with yourself. So yes. find those times, book them into your calendar and then... You know, it's very, very likely, excuse me, it's very, very likely that you don't have just a life in which it's just you and there's no responsibilities whatsoever. You probably work, you probably have family, you probably have friends, you probably have, you know, all these things around that can pull and demand your attention. Mm -hmm. Um, And so once you kind of know what days you have to work with, you can start blocking that in and making sure that people know that during this time you're going to be uninterrupted, you're going to you know be in a position in which you want to focus on the thing it's important to you yep and you have to be able to set boundaries you have to be able Mm. to say to those people this is happening i'm really sorry like just for this month i need to get this done yeah and have those conversations early because again if you aren't on the same page as your partner as your family or anyone else and they're just constantly interrupting you you're not going to get your work done you're all going to get annoyed and there's no expectation that's been set yeah and i mean at this point i think Especially, like you say, if it's the people that you share, like your living space with, mm-hmm. you really do have to have this conversation because 50,000 words isn't a small amount. 30 days in the grand scheme of things is a short time. But like if you've given no warning whatsoever and then you're just basically like a wall for 30 days, mm-hmm. you are going to get some shit for it. So like yeah. <laughs> it is... It is Can't just not turn up to work, Janice. <laughs> what? I'm doing that now. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> it is it is really important to have those conversations. And then also to keep your word. So setting boundaries isn't something, it's not a one and done. No. Because you you know you first of all you have to set those boundaries with yourself and say what you're you know what you're asking for then you have to communicate that to the people that you love and that love you and then there will be slip-ups because you know people are people and it happens and it's you know so you then have to reinforce those boundaries but the thing is is that as much as like modern technology can be a pain in the ass for like grabbing our attention it does also give us ways to help protect our boundaries with this kind of thing so for example um you know if your phone goes off a lot do not Mm -hmm. disturb as a thing also i know this is crazy but you can turn them off i do Um, often yeah but the reason why do not disturb um works for a lot of people is that you can select people that can break through that do not disturb like Mm -hmm. or like an emergency or whatever there are like lots of different ways 
that you can protect your time. But yeah, the the number one is to really just communicate that, especially uh, like you say, mm-hmm. with you know your partner or your kids. I mean, obviously, if you've got a baby, they're not gonna they yeah. they they don't care. They will still cry. Um, they they my my baby never got through my notifications. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like, I think that is turn off the monitor. Y- yeah. Don't yeah. turn up just just activated for authors at no point. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. For uh, neglect or borderline abuse. Yeah. Um, be responsible parents, please. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, these boundaries are essential. Yeah, huge, huge. Um, and so yeah, once you kind of know how many days you you've got to play with, um, you're you've kind of planned it all in, blocked it all in, so you've actually got that schedule of sorts. Mm-hmm. This is kind of where the, the mask comes in. Now, this is the part that I think is probably arguably the most boring, but also the most critical, because without knowing the numbers, you are very unlikely to succeed. And so as an example, as I said, if you're able to write every day during November for 30 days, you need 1,667 words per day. If you were to only be able to write for 20 days of the week, uh, of the month, you would need two and a half thousand words per day. Let's do another one. Bit of maths here, so that. <laughs> oh no! Ah, uh, calculators. And then do that, and then oh yeah, do that. Uh, if you okay. could only do ten, <laughs> if you could only do ten. Oh, yeah, do that. Ten days a month, <laughs> then it's five thousand words a day. So immediately. Do you need a calculator for that for that one. I'm quite tired. Um, okay. So, yeah, like it all it all adds up. You need to be able to know that you can conquer these numbers, and then once you know how many words per day you need to get. Mm-hmm. work out how fast you can write which is yes. something that a lot of people uh don't know how to do um and it's quite it's quite simple to to sort out what you need to do is basically set up a bunch of test writing sessions before mm-hmm. november again so for example sit yourself down write set o'clock 20 minutes in that 20 minutes just write as much as you can of something doesn't matter what just anything like it sounds tedious but it will infinitely help you not just in nano but like across the board yeah 20 minutes, time it, go, bam. Bit later, maybe try 30 minutes, see how much you get in that. And you'll begin to kind of, as you play with different increments of sprints, <clears throat> you'll begin to understand how long your concentration span is, what's most mm-hmm. effective for you. Because for some people, 10 minute sprints are awesome. For other people, like the full hour is more beneficial for them. Yeah. Um, but it really is about diving into this and seeing how well you can write and work. And remember that probably during this period, because you're not writing something or potentially not writing something that's as important to you as your book will be during nano you'll be writing a bit faster so yeah. say for example i figured out i can write i don't know just for easy math 500 words in 20 minutes so i now know that i need a minimum of four sprints to get my 1667 words every day because that would take me to 2000 if i did three sprints i'd be at 1500 and i'd be 167 under um again this this bit sounds tedious but absolutely absolutely critical so work out your writing speed and then work out how many sprints go into your day that you can manage and then extrapolate that to how many sessions that you'll need across the month so say for example you know that you've booked in two hours for yourself on a friday yeah and you know that you can do your word count in that time awesome if you can't well you're going to need to find somewhere else to to fill in the numbers yeah um and so yeah like it's this is all before we've even gotten to talking about story yeah. or writing or anything else. Like Nano at its core, I think a lot of people, the incentive that brings people into Nano is finally I've got a, a platform to write my story and to mm-hmm. push myself, keep myself accountable. And that is 100% what it's for. Yeah. But to do that, it's not about the writing. It's about the process. It's about the mentality. It's about the yeah. systems that you put in place to make it work. Yeah. Um, And I would say just remember that much like when people go on holiday because they need a break and they find themselves on holiday like with themselves just because you said you're going to do nano it doesn't mean that like suddenly all of your mental blockages all of the things that normally hold you back aren't going to show up and probably louder um because you know you're on a timeline you know like it's a like a pass fail challenge Mm -hmm. so like your your mind is going to be your biggest obstacle um know that going in and it will make it easier know that you know 
it's all well and good knowing how many words you need in a day. It's all well and good knowing your writing speed. But be aware that like fatigue is a thing. And like, you know, imposter syndrome and all of the other things that we experience will be intensified during this period. Mm-hmm. Um, and <clears throat> just expect that, you know, it's when you're, for example, testing your writing speed, test your genuine writing speed. Don't try and write as fast as you possibly can, because mm-hmm. there is no way to maintain that. There isn't. You will kill yourself, not literally, but like it will it's just it's impossible to maintain like a high sprint for 30 days Mm -hmm. like it's no one can do that so like be realistic when you are testing your writing speed and you know what if it turns out that it just doesn't look possible for you say like where you are at the minute you can get like 100 words in 20 minutes and that is a realistic like prospect for you as as is the case with many many people, yeah, we have we have quite a few slow writers in the yeah. activated authors who have still managed to do nano. Yeah, like <clears throat> just know that like if it feels like too big a challenge, it doesn't mean number one that you can't try it, mm-hmm. but also start off smaller, set your own nano target. Yes, you might not officially like be able to say I beat nano this year, but like Dan says. There really isn't a way to fail Nano unless you just stop. Mm-hmm. Like the whole point of it is, yes, get those 50,000 words. Yes, it's to uh, like raise money for charity and all of the <clears> other <throat> things that like Nano is about. But on a personal level, it is about taking yourself to the mat. Mm-hmm. It's the same as like, you know, going to the gym is more about your mind than it is your body. It's the same with this. It's more about your mind than it is like the words and getting them down because just showing up to the page. Yeah, it will fight you. It mm-hmm. will fight you, especially if this is like something quite new. Yeah. Um, and with that in mind, it's there are like a few kind of tips and tricks and techniques and things that you can use for that. Like I know, for example, um, Dan is a big um propo- proponent of this. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Of um, just know you're going to write shit and that's okay. Yes. Like, literally, I would not have got through <clears throat> Nano if not for that. He said, you sent a video out to everyone that was, like, in the challenge the night before. And you said, give yourself permission to write shit. And, like, I mean, that is sage advice for any first draft. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean sit down and try to write the worst story you can possibly think of. No. It just means know that you're writing a first draft and it's not supposed to be good. Mm-hmm. Like it's supposed to just like get your idea down on page, roughly telling yourself the story. And that's all it needs to do because you're not, you're not publishing that. That's for you to then go, okay, now I've got a sketch. I can start like, you know, shoring up the lines and then, yeah all the rest of it well i think one of the quotes that i use the most in this kind of thing is shannon hale which is i'm just reminding myself that i'm shoveling shit into a bucket so i can make sandcastles mm-hmm. and that's what that's what writing is again like no one well few people have ever written a perfect first draft and published it as you say the whole point of that first draft is getting the story out similar yes. to kind of what we were talking about last week there's a difference between storytelling and writing yes and <clears throat> so you're you can't know what the story is until the story is on the page and it's always going to change it's always going to morph it's always mm. going to be difficult but it's so much easier once you've got your fifty thousand words a hundred thousand words whatever your book is at the end uh, of the day put it in front of you and you've gone okay here are the places i can fix it mm-hmm. rather than sitting there spinning your wheels re-editing the first few chapters going forward going back going forward going back going forward because it just takes forever yeah. and although you know there's an argument to be made that not everyone can work with that process I would still argue that like 99% of the time, give it a try because every author that I've worked with on a one-to-one basis and in group stuff who has adopted this writes books and gets their stories done. Mm -hmm. I'm yet to to kind of personally interact with anyone who hasn't succeeded doing that. Yeah. So we've got give yourself permission to write shit. That's really important. What other... I'm putting you on the spot. What other... um, Like tips or techniques or mindsets um are beneficial going into this challenge so in my first nano um as i say i quote failed <clears throat> i wrote thirty-three thousand words that month and 
one of the amazing things about this challenge is even if you fail, you learn a hell of a lot. And so in the lead up to Nano, the most I'd ever written in a month was 16,000 words. So because of Nano, I doubled any output that I did and I learned what I was and wasn't capable of. Mm-hmm. Like, was I tired? Absolutely. Was Did I need like a little bit of a break? Absolutely. But you have to push yourself to know what you are capable of. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> that is something that I will say is like a number one tip. Whatever you think you're capable of, you're probably wrong in some way. Like your your mind is so elastic and so protective that it will do what it, what it can to keep, keep you in what it thinks is, is normal mm-hmm. and again a perfect example of this myself I thought that was as fast as I could write and then I went to 33,000 words in that month and then as I continued the process I'd learned from Nano I got to the point where I was doing 150 200,000 word months mm-hmm. while working a full-time job not to say that anyone should but that's you know kind of I, yeah. the, the mindset trajectory from like here's what I'm capable of to oh, holy crap here's what I'm capable of and I still think I could do more in different circumstances yeah but you know we had an author last year who had never done nano who tried it six or seven times never completed it and ended up writing sixty-seven thousand words because they adopted dictation which again is perfectly valid for a first Mm -hmm. draft and worked for them we had another author last year who again had never done a nano that finished it with a few days to spare Mm -hmm. um ara jumped into her first one with us um worried she wasn't going to do fifty thousand words and she did like one hundred eighteen thousand. yeah like it was ridiculous you jumped into your first one and you did it in 14 days. Yeah. Um, you did it in 11. The time after, I think yeah. Kiz has, it was Kiz 10 or 11. Not this. That's not why I'm saying this, Sam. Yeah, Sam's no. quite competitive, but, no, uh, but the point um, being. You're more competitive than I am. I am pretty competitive. I'm the most but competitive. Not as comp- I am more, co- no. What? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so <laughs> bumfuzzled right now. Um, but yeah, the point is mindset stuff uh really is the bedrock of not just this but writing and i'm working on a book at the minute in which the opening chapters are all about this mindset stuff and the one example that is commonly used and that i'll I'll use right here is that you have to believe you can do it to do it Mm -hmm. and the way that i believed that i could do it was because 15 percent of people had done it before and 15 percent of however many hundreds of thousands is quite a significant number Mm -hmm. so why could I not be one of those people? And as I say, the, the, the big example that I'll often use is um, the story of the four minute mile. Yes. Where I think it was 19, 1968, maybe um, around that time. It was believed that it was humanly impossible to run a mile in under four minutes. And lots of people had got just over four minutes, like in barely a second, all this kind of stuff. But for years, it was seen as sort of the pinnacle of human running achievement. And then, uh, in whatever year it was i do have it written down somewhere but whichever year it was uh roger bannister a very 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 famous runner now came along to give it a go lots of people watching him none of them believed that he could and he did it in three minutes and 59 seconds and that in itself is incredible because when you're competing against an entire culture that believes that you can't do something and then you do it but then that's not the most special part of the story because Mm -hmm. for Dozens of years, hundreds of years, no one had ever run that. No one had ever broken the four-minute mile. Six months later, three more people had broken that mile. Mm-hmm. A year later, it was something like 120 people had broken the mile. So seeing that someone can do something gives you the belief that it is possible, which helps yeah. you have the belief that you can do it. And it's a really freaking bizarre thing. But yeah. on the back of that, surround yourself with authors who believe. Because mm-hmm. my my first nano, it was me and uh i was i was messing luke a lot during that nano but we weren't like synced up with doing it it was just kind of like we were just kind of doing our own thing Mm -hmm. um and then the following year i did it with authors and it made a real difference and then obviously with these boot camps like you just knowing and surrounding yourself in an environment in which people are hustling to do the same thing yeah and there's an element of competitiveness there's so much support there's so much just drive and inspiration from other people and like you know we you, you've said it yourself on many occasions like the magic of that first boot camp and obviously everything that's come from that is insane like tell us tell us a little bit about how you felt going into it and what part of being a community brought for you and what i will caveat this by saying is as with every one of our programs as with anything else that i do the principles and the fundamentals of what we're talking about i wholly believe in whether or not you use yeah. the activated authors as your cheerleaders as your services whatever I don't mind like authors find what it is that works for you 
but Absolutely. know that we have these services that are very very useful to people and have been proven to work but yeah. sam talk us through your experience of going in and kind of what you found in that first boot camp and i will eat my apple finally <laughs> yeah so for me it was um i had been planning this novel um for a couple of months and like i had attempted to like start writing it and but hadn't really um and so like my goal that first nano um i said this quite a few times wasn't to hit 50,000 it was to get the book done because i was i was writing it it was it was a gift for a family member um and so like i one of my mindset things is always you don't aim for the finish line you aim for like 10 meters beyond the finish line um not that i'm competitive um so for me like i knew that where i was at that time i wasn't in a place where i could hold myself accountable and get it done on my own i was very aware of that because if I was able to do that, I would have already done it and I hadn't. And the deadline that for me is more important than a publishing deadline, it's a promise to a family member, was fucking looming. Um, and so, you know, that for me, that was kind of where I was um, ability-wise and, and all the rest of it going into it. I was certainly apprehensive I was nervous I didn't consider myself to be um like a real writer and I was very aware that I was about to like you know be surrounded by actual like real writers um side note it's amazing how many other real writers felt that way about the other people in the room um and I was you know I was excited but I was I was genuinely um I was I was nervous and I, and I didn't know how it would go but I did going into it have the belief that I could do it um a blind belief really because you know I'd never I I mean I'm I like don't prepare for Nano how I did which was I didn't like I mean I prepared for it in the sense of I knew the story and I planned the story like I'd spent too long on that if anything because I hadn't got any words down um but, you know, I'd never done anything like that before. So I wasn't really thinking about how many words I needed to get done a day. And it wasn't, um, it was only, it, oh God, I'm trying to say, if it hadn't been for the emails um, that you'd sent kind of like, you know, the, the week leading up, I wouldn't have been aware of that. Um, but what I will say is that having that knowledge going into it was fundamental for me because number one, I was like, if I can hit like, two three thousand words a day then like i'm safe mm -hmm. in the sense of life does happen you do get ill you do need time off you do have like little episodes of burnout you know you are invited out for a drink on a friday night and you haven't been for ages and you think fuck it hey. like <laughs> these things do and will happen um so just knowing that and being able to be like okay this is this is where i am on the curve um was was massively helpful but the biggest thing that came out of that for me was just really getting a grasp of how helpful it was to have those people around me those people that I was scared of before like I came into the room those people that like you know I was con concerned were gonna look down their nose at me because you know who am I and when they're all all these writers mm -hmm. the camaraderie that comes from like going for a crazy challenge like this and it really is like a big challenge it's like um, turning up to the london marathon with yeah. only a new pair of shoes yeah like it it like make no mistake of it it is a big it's a big ass challenge but it's so doable even more so when you are surrounded by those people and i'd, I'd never been in a situation like that before where there was a group of people and they were all going for the same thing. And it really did like boy is on and anyone that kind of like fell, we picked them back up again. Big and time. that's, yeah. And that's how that like 80% is there. It's because, you know, we don't let people quit on themselves mm -hmm. and you will want to like, you will want to quit. That's part of it. That is a normal part of going through nano. There will be days when you're like, I could hit this 50,000 words today. Like that's usually day one or day two, <laughs> you know, and you, you start off and you, you, you're going strong and then you hit like 
the beginning of week two and it suddenly occurs to you that there's three more weeks of this and fatigue kicks in and you decide you're being a writer I guess it's not that important anyway and like I'm just a failure and all of these things happen and and what it does having those people around you is not only are you accountable for yourself because you've put yourself publicly in this challenge but you become accountable for the other people as well, helping mm. them. And they will do the same for you. They will stop and pick you up and be like, stop, stop it. Come on, you can do this. You know you can. And you run together. And it doesn't matter, like, like right at the end of the challenge, it doesn't matter if someone was, like, say, 12,000 words short. No one, no one thinks less of them because they know that they gave it everything they had. And that's really, for me, what it was like going into the challenge is I met people that understood fundamentally what it felt like to be doing the challenge because they were doing it alongside me. I met people that had like similar mindsets and aspirations to me, which is always a good place like to be. It's nice to be in a room of people that understand it. And ultimately became like a social thing as well because you you know you get to see your friends and you get to see how they're doing and mm -hmm. no one's asking you what sorry nano what's that like yeah it's like we're here we're doing it let's go um and like i i agree with what you said you know activated authors yes we 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 run the like uh 50k camp to help people um but you don't have to be involved like with us all of the things we're saying absolutely apply like if you know you know writers in real life you can meet up with them like how you can set it up like that or you know if you do prefer being by yourself then mm. you can take these tips and absolutely try it i will say that there's statistics do back doing it with other people like far more like obviously you can do it by yourself and people do but it is one of those things that it works a lot better when you are with other people yes <clears throat> excuse me yes. i mean i prefer being by myself generally speaking mm -hmm. but for me yeah it yeah. was that I was mean, one I of the lovely things. things about it yeah that was one of the lovely things about that first um camp and what was carried on sort of each year is that outside of the main organized sprint sessions that we do sort of online um people run their own together yeah form little groups and as you say the camaraderie was 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 huge and it was like really really humbling to be on on my side of it um, it's the reason that every year I come back and I, I run it because like I see how valuable it is for people. Mm -hmm. I see how much of everything that I teach is involved in a challenge like this. And so it's mm -hmm. like a perfect chance to kind of introduce that to people. Um, yeah, and I should say, form. yeah, and I should say just as a, a disclaimer, we're not affiliated with Nano. Like we're not, oh, no. none of this is sort of any words from NaNoWriMo. Um, but if you've not checked out the challenge, uh, go to nanorimo.org and check them out because they do some amazing like support work and charity work to help writers, to yeah, fund artists, um, some really, really cool things. But um, I mean, there's, there's so much that I'd love to say and dive into. Obviously, we're quite limited with the time we've got on the podcast episode. Mm -hmm. But what I will say is anyone who is considering going for the NaNoWriMo challenge, as you've probably guessed, we have a 50k writing camp that yes. we are running this year, that we run every year, um, running from the 1st of November through to the 30th of November. And what that is, is it's most of pretty much what you've heard so far. You can come into the Activated Authors community. You can get the AA Plus benefits. So you essentially get like all the behind the scenes, all the support that you need through Nano. We have live scheduled video calls with people several times a week so that people can get their words in and keep people on track. Mm. Every year we have a word tracker where you can live like as uh, updates at any time someone puts something in um, where you can just track your words versus other people's words. I put things in there to make sure that you're aware of how far you've got to go, how close you are, all these kind of things. Mm -hmm. Every day I kill myself bashing out motivational messages so that yeah. people are hyped up and, and ready to go. And uh, yeah, if you want to get involved in a community that, as I say, we have, it, it's the numbers. We have an 80% success rate versus mm -hmm. what is traditionally a 15% success rate. So for your maximum chance of success at doing a challenge like this so that you can hold your book in your hands, all of that information is at activatedauthors.com forward slash 50K. And that's five zero and then the letter K. And what I will also add is, as I say, I'd love to say so much more, but it's a very short amount of time in a podcast episode. Mm. 
For people unsure about getting involved in a challenge like this, for people who want extra help and would like to be guided through the process of preparing for Nano, we are also running a free prep camp or preppers yeah, yeah. camp that we also do every year. So on the 16th of October, Monday the 16th of October, through to Friday the 21st of October, you can join me live in our Discord every single day where I will be taking you through the top tips of all the different elements of overcoming the nano challenge. So a lot of what you've heard today, plus about 90% more tips, tricks, mm -hmm. and actual exercise and things to help you plan and get ready for nano. Mm -hmm. And so by all means, check all that out at activatedauthors.com or activatedauthors.com slash SPK or activatedauthors.com forward slash prep. Point being, activatedauthors.com forward slash join. Yeah. Point being, it's all over activated authors. Um, but yeah, as I say, like it's it's a real honor every year to to be a part of this process and to see so many people do incredible things. Mm -hmm. Um, we had one year where our good friend Julie Heiner, uh, and I'm sure she won't mind me calling her out, but she I think it, she had thirty thousand words of novella she wanted to do and she beat it. And then I was like, Oh, but I've got nothing else, and I've still got loads of time. And I was like, Well, write another one. So she wrote two. Yeah. Um <clears throat> so there's always there's always gonna be, as you say, the people that excel there's going to be the people that struggle doesn't matter because we're all in it together we're all together mm -hmm. to help you get your words down and beat the challenge and oh my god yeah. is it like i and i'm not just saying this for any anything we spoke about but every part of my mindset my mentality and my future progress in this writing business came from the data on myself that i gathered in that first nano mm -hmm. you do learn a lot about who you are not just as a writer but as a human <laughs> No more being bum fuzzles. No. Crystal clear clarity on yeah. your writing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything Anything else you want to add before we round this one off to a close? Yeah. I'm just going to like very quick fire um, a couple of a couple of things. So number one, like we say, like prep is important. So all of the things we've said so far, but also just kind of knowing or at least trying to learn a little bit about how you write so if you like to like have a full plan of where you're going make sure that's done before you start so use October to like plan it out um however you like to you know write your story with you just need a little bit of knowledge or all of it make sure you've got that ready and at easy like grabbing distance to yes. your fingers and your keyboard um and I would also say that just remember it is difficult it is a challenge and you should treat yourself accordingly in the sense of like give yourself little rewards make sure that like you book in not just the days off uh that you know you have obligations or whatever but give yourself a day off mm -hmm. no one is telling you you have to write every day that's i mean ever like that's bullshit we've we've covered that before but don't kill yourself no. give yourself the rewards like warriors went out they fought the war they came back and then there was revels make sure you give yourself revels <laughs> Revel so many rebels so all the rebels give yourself boons get some like, boons if you're not if you're not working towards some boons what are you doing mm -hmm. i like eating fudge like an apple that's how i <laughs> <work>. <laughs> So it's just like, it doesn't have to be, you know, anything crazy. Whenever I read that, I'm like, well, I don't have money to buy myself a brand new wardrobe of clothes. And it's like, yeah, just... I'll just have a bath, mate. Yeah. Good bit a bit Get a bar of dairy milk. Like, you don't have to reward yourself as if you're the king. Mm -hmm. uh, but just make sure you've got little bits and pieces in there to, mm. like, you know, make yourself feel good. Yeah, So 100%. just know the right speed and like how many words you're going to need, how many days you can write, know how you like to write, or at least how you currently think you like to write, and just make sure that you've got little treats, like at the end of, I mean, every day if you can, and for milestones. Yeah, bosh. And it's also worth mentioning as well, um, so I've realised I haven't put the, the price of the camp. So the 50k writing camp for people is just £30, mm -hmm. which is, I think, the lowest I've ever put it is. Yeah, um, it's, and a, also it's a month's membership, right? Yeah, it's it's the cost of what would normally be a, a month's membership of activated authors. But mm -hmm. the really cool thing about joining this camp is uh, once you pay that price, you essentially have free access of activated authors until the 1st of December. So if you join 
for example, the day this goes out, you're going to get two months of activated authors for the cost of one plus mm-hmm. the writing camp. So the sooner you get involved, the more you can enjoy the benefits and obviously benefit your writing career. So jump yeah. on over. What are you waiting for, Sally? Sally, come on. I You're know. worth more than that. We've talked about this. And you, Bex. Believe- How about oh. you, Phil? Phil. <laughs> Todd. Yourself. Oh, no, we Todd go through this every year. <laughs> I'm just going to cover every name. Just so, like, at one point, people are like, oh, he's talking to me. <laughs> Dimitri. Yeah, you thought we'd forget you, didn't you, Dimitri? Ergenstein. Yeah. Uh-uh. Um, Stiltskin. Yes, Rumpel. Mm. Quentin. <laughs> so there you go. One final time, head on over to activatedoffice.com forward slash 50k to find out more about all of our camp, to find out how we can help you smash this wonderful challenge. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing left to say other than a massive thank you to you, the listeners, for tuning in. We appreciate you and the time that you choose to spend with us each and every week. And if you're looking to level up your writing and activate your author career, head on over to activatedauthors.com to find out all about our resources, our community and everything else that we've got going on. One more time from myself and from Sam. We'll see you next week. Don't be befuzzled. Come over and join us at Activated Authors. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bumfuzzled. Activate your energies.